ओम ज्ञान चिरंधस्यलाकाया चक्षुरमील तस्मा श्री गुरव नम लीला इज दर्क्युल डांस दैट कृष्ण द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हैड परफॉर्म्स इन हिज सुप्रीम अबोध वृंदावन धाम विथ हिज supreme devotees the gopis it is the supreme expression of bhakti devotional service on the part of the gopis in their heart's desire to please krishna and krishna also satisfies the gopis by dancing with them it is the topmost subject matter therefore it may be inappropriate to discuss among persons who are not on the topmost platform once in madras now chennai shila prabhupad was requested by a high court judge and his wife who had invited them to his home and who had for many years been worshiping the deities of shri shri radha krishna he was requested to speak on ras leela prabhupad refused prabhupad said that we this is not for ordinary discussion prabhupad said that we can only speak this among highly qualified people and they said well we are qualified prabhupad expressed his doubt in that but they insisted that they were qualified to hear then prabhupad said well i'm not qualified to speak so i will not speak on this there's no doubt that prabhupad is of course more qualified to speak than if any if anyone is qualified to speak certainly prabhupad is qualified to speak on this but prabhupad was very reluctant to do so among persons who he saw as unqualified and if one says i am qualified that in itself is a disqualification because as soon as one thinks i am a vaishnav then he becomes a, not a candidate for going to raslila but a candidate for going to hell amito vaishnav e buddhi hoile amani na hobo ami pratishtasha ashi hridai dushibe hoibo niroyagami bhaktino thako who is certainly present eternally in raslila he describes himself amito shananda shukadabashi radhika madhava charanadasi bhaktino thakur describes himself as a resident of swananda sukadakunj his residence in mayapur dham mayapur navadvip dham 
uh, he declares himself a maidservant at the lotus feet of Sri Sri Radhika Madhava, who are the main participants in Raslila and who are surrounded by millions of gopis in that amazing dance of love. They're surrounded by millions of gopis. Among them is Srila Bhaktivinoda Thako in his form as a gopi. So this is highly esoteric subject matter. But Bhaktivinoda Thako, in some of his songs, he reveals his identity as a Vraja Gopi. In others, just to teach us, he sings, Amitu Vaishnav e Buddhi Hoyle, Omani Nahobami. If I think that I am a Vaishnav, if I consider I am a Vaishnav, I am very qualified, then I will not possess the quality, he says, Omani Nahobami. I will not be uh, free from the desire of accepting praise. And therefore I will accept it. Pratishtasha ashe. The desire for glorification will enter my heart and contaminate it. And thus I shall become a candidate for going to hell. So this Ras Lila, who is qualified to discuss? Followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they are qualified to discuss. Because this is the specialty which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. If we say, or, or, or we understand that we have to be very careful in discussing Gopi Lila. Because it is highly esoteric and there is a danger in discussing it that if we are not fully in the mood of accepting Krishna's overlordship, that Krishna only is the enjoyer. If we have in our hearts even slightly the manner of thinking, Ishvar Aham, I am the controller, not Krishna. Aham Bhogi, I am the enjoyer, not Krishna. Then when we hear of Krishna's Ras Lila, if we hear with this attitude that I am the enjoyer, then by hearing Krishna's of Krishna's intimate pastimes with the gopis, then instead of developing our love for Krishna, our envy of Krishna will be inflamed and we shall desire to enjoy as Krishna is enjoying. We shall desire to enjoy beautiful young girls of this material world who are not beautiful. But because we have no knowledge of the beauty of Krishna and the gopis, therefore we consider the flesh and blood bodies of this material world 
to be attractive. We can only consider the flesh and blood of this material world attractive as long as we have not developed taste for appreciating the beauty of Krishna and the gopis. So, discussion of the pastimes, the, the, the Rajalila of Krishna, that is generally recommended, we should hear, not that we shouldn't hear, that we shall not hear, no, we should hear. But, it's generally recommended for sadhakas, or devotees who are aspiring to come to the topmost platform, to hear about Krishna's Vrajalila, especially his Balyalila, his pastimes as a young child, which are charming and within that hearing there is not the risk of or there is less risk of casting ourselves in the role of imitative Krishna's that we should also enjoy as Krishna is enjoying because within the descriptions of these pastimes given by the Acharyas there is sometimes some descriptions which appear from our vantage point as contaminated conditioned souls it appears to be like mundane sexual activities and if we hear about mundane sexual activity if we hear about sexual activities then our mundane sexual proclivities tend to be awakened that's why people read uh, pornographic magazines they may, they may not only or pornographic novels these are very popular people people like to see pornographic films and i would imagine although i've never read it actually but there is a magazine called cineblitz and magazines of that genre they are specifically meant whatever is written therein is specifically meant to appeal to the mundane sexual appetite. Is it not? Anyone ever wasted their time by looking in such a magazine? I, I mean, it's almost certain. You can just tell by the, by the cover. So-and-so, I was seeing, just as we were coming, advertisements, so-and-so confesses all. Oh. It's just uh, exciting the mundane sexual appetite, which is the cause of going to hell. One can go to hell by considering oneself a Vaishnava, I am so very great. Or the more common way of going to hell is to become excited about mundane sexual affairs which appear to be the source of pleasure but ultimately 
are the source of distress. So, before discussing Ras Lila intimately, we should understand these topics. Sambandagyan. In understanding the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, there are three levels. Sambandha, Abhidheya, Prayojan. Sambandha means to understand what is our basic relationship. This is the basis of all philosophy, whatever philosophy it is, whether it's Mayavad or Bhogavad, Shunyavad, whatever Vad it may be. Philosophy is based on Sambandha. What is the relationship between everything? How does it all fit together? What is the central point? So, actual understanding, according to Shastra, means to understand that the Sambandha of the Jiva is as the eternal servant of Krishna. Jiva surupoi Krishna nityodas. Other, according to other philosophies, that <coughs> the relationship of the Jiva with Bhagawan is there's no difference. It's all one. It's all the same. And according to Shunyavad, there is no relationship. There is nothing. And they have. Shunyavad that is in Buddhism, Jainism, and they have different schools within these, within Buddhism, and they argue each, with each other over the nature of nothing. Nothing's like this. No, it's like that. No, it's not like that. It's like this. So they're very busily discussing what is the nature of nothing. But if it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. There's nothing to argue about. Nothing to talk about. So, this is called highly philosophical foolishness and rascaldom. But actual sambandha means to understand where the eternal servants of Krishna, Abhideya means to be trained in the practical activities of devotional service, and Prayojan means attaining the goal of life, Prem Prayojan. Prem, love of Krishna is the Prayojan. And especially, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has revealed the nature of the spiritual world, that the topmost attainment for the jiva that is possible, going beyond Vaikuntha to the eternal land of Vrindavan, to indulge, not indulge, to serve Krishna as he indulges in his prem lila. So this is desired. We should all know that the ultimate goal of life is to serve Krishna and his intimate associates headed by Srimati Radharani at in their Prem Leela. Not that I shall go and enjoy my Prem Leela. I shall, but we shall go and serve in the Prem Leela of Radha 
and Krishna. Actually, there's only Radha and Krishna. And everyone else is simply serving Radha and Krishna. So, the, the perfection of life, or the ultimate goal of life, is to enter into this Premlila, to serve. We have to understand we are meant to be, we are servants. We have to serve. So, if we go, if we think that I shall enjoy, then we cannot enter Premlila. We have to go to serve, so then we shall get the opportunity to serve Radha and Krishna in their Prem Leela, of which the topmost manifestation is Ras Leela. So this is our Upasya, or object of worship. We shall worship those who are participating in the Ras Prem Leela. By, we shall worship them uh, and pray for their mercy that we shall also get the opportunity to serve in that Ras Lila. So in the beginning stages of Krishna Conscious and all through, but particularly in the beginning, this has to be imbibed, the mood of service. There's nothing but service. If we go to Prem Lila, Ras Lila, we don't go there thinking, I shall enjoy. We think, I shall serve. And by service, the natural enjoyment comes. But the attitude of the servant is to serve. Krishna is the enjoyer. He should be served. So when this attitude of service becomes intense to the topmost platform, then one can enter into Ras Lila. We shouldn't think that in the beginning we do service, but later when we become more advanced we can enter Vraj Lila, and in Vraj Lila we just enjoy. Certainly in Vraj Lila there is nothing but enjoyment. But that enjoyment means not that Krishna, he is the enjoyer. Radha and Krishna should be served by everyone else. In fact, Radharani, she is Radharani because she is the topmost servant. Krishna is to be served and all others are servants. So only with this mood can one enter Ras Lila. So this is particularly the goal which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given, and we should know that. If we are followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then the special contribution of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that he has given this entrance into Unutajvala Rasa, Swabhakti Shriyam, into devotion to himself, he is Sri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahayana. He is Radha and Krishna. They also like to come and listen to the lecture. There's another program going on.
Simultaneously, two programs. Hmm. Yes, this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's special contribution. He is Radha and Krishna, but he has come in the combined form of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to give us entrance to the Nikunja Nikunja Rasa, the pastimes of Radha and Krishna performed in the groves of Vrindavan. So this Premras, this is the special contribution of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. His followers should know of this, but at the same time approach it, approach this Premras, Vrajalila, carefully. Approach it carefully. Why? Because, as the English saying goes, fools rush in where angels fear to tread. That this is Krishna's most intimate pastimes and we should not attempt to force our way in only when we are qualified, then we can be brought by those who are eternal members of the Vrajlila. They can introduce us. They can bring us. Not that, just as in Madras they were saying, Swamiji, speak on Raslila. No, but that's only meant for very qualified people. Yes, yes, we are qualified. Yeah, I should go. I just... Don't you understand? I'm, I'm fully qualified. Not, by, not like this. One cannot enter. But one can only pray for the mercy to enter. That also, we have to see. What are we thinking of? Where do our thoughts turn to? Are our thoughts turning to Ras Leela? Or our actual Aprakrita, holy spiritual Raslila, or are our thoughts turning to the perverted reflection of that, our own imitative Raslila? If we're thinking how I can enjoy this material world, then our so-called Ras our so-called enjoyment or attempt to serve Ras Lila, that will, if we hear about Ras Lila in an immature stage, or if we hear from it from persons who are not properly competent to describe it, then instead of purifying the heart, we will become more lusty to desire gross sense gratification. So we should hear. Srila Prabhupada has described this in his Krishna book, which is his study, summary study of Krishna Dvaipayana Vyasa's 10th canto of the Bhagavatam. Now, in this, in the five chapters that describe Ras Lila, Srila Prabhupada has described it all, but with, with so much uh, philosophical 
back up so that if we honestly and sincerely read the description of Ras Lila in Srila Prabhupada's Krishna book, then we shall be we shall approach Ras Lila in a proper way, in a manner which we can describe as safe. We're guided by Prabhupada. How to understand this? Because the possibilities of misunderstanding are great. If we hear of a young boy dancing with beautiful girls, how they're uh, twirling around and kissing each other, the tendency will be, if we hear this, that we shall we shall think, oh, that's very nice. I'd also like to do that. Let me also enjoy like that. Krishna's doing, he's God, so I'm part and parcel of Krishna. Let me find some more part and parcels, parts and parcels, and we'll have Raslila. But if we do like that, if we try to do that, then the effect will be that by imitating Krishna, we shall not become purified, but we shall become, again, candidates for going to hell. Our mundane lust will arise. So we have to understand Ras Lila from the qualified devotees who explain it to us how Krishna is the supreme enjoyer and Ras Lila is to be understood through purified senses. Purified senses means senses that are fully surcharged with the propensity to serve Krishna. In mundane consciousness, our propensity to serve Krishna is perverted into the propensity to satisfy our own senses. Atendriya Priti Vancha What's that? Krishnendriya Priti Icha Dhare Premanam Atendriya Priti Vancha Tare Bale Kam This is the difference. When we have the desire when we are, our love is for satisfying our own senses, that is called calm, mundane lust. And when our desire is to satisfy Krishna's senses, that is called prem or love. So we should be very careful to understand what love is. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu He is known as the Apostle of Love. He came to teach love. Actually, we cannot teach love. That's a wrong way of expressing it. But he came to invoke the dormant love of Krishna in every jiva's heart. We all have the propensity to love, but in this material world, that love is perverted as lust. What we call love is only lust. 
we find that young men and young women fall in love with each other. Fall in love means I can't live without thinking of you, without being with you. And actually sometimes there are suicides because the parents prevent and then suicide. Romeo and Juliet. They cannot live without each other. So they think. So it is a kind of infatuation. Now, we find that generally men fall in love with beautiful young women. In fact, pretty much always. And women fall in love with handsome, strong men with plenty of money. Or at least the possibility to get some. We don't find that young men, they fall in love with 80-year-old women with gray hair and wrinkled face. They may say to the young woman they fall in love with, I love you for who you are. But they, they think that the body is the self They love them for the body. Otherwise, why don't they fall in love with 80-year-old women? It's not because they're chaste that she's already married. That's not the reason why. They They don't feel attraction to fall in love with an old woman. Why is that? If they're falling in love on the basis of the person, then maybe it'd be better to fall in love with an 80 year old woman. Because 80 year old women, they're generally better personality than 18-year-old women. Especially beautiful ones. Beautiful young women, they're often the most nasty. There are descriptions in scripture of women as tigresses. And although we don't usually mention this, Uh, It's a fact that materialistic women, if they're very beautiful, they can play with the cat and mouse, with with young boys, and attract them and then throw them away and enjoy breaking their hearts. In this way, they enjoy one partner after the other. So... How are they able to do that? We see uh, young boys who get entangled with young girls in this falling in love business. They become just tied up by the young woman. How is that? Because they're controlled by the lusty desires that I wish to, I love you means I want to enjoy the body. They'll come and very submissively bow down and offer them a rose or something like this. But all this symbolism is simply that I wish to enjoy your body, that's all. 
And the same beautiful woman, when she be, when the body becomes wrinkled and old, then no one falls in love. So what is the, what are we falling in love with? It's a bag. And the wrinkled body and the smooth skinned body of the, the wrinkled body of the old woman, or the old man if you like. Young women also fall in love with men. The, the wrinkled body and the smooth skinned attractive young body covers it they're both bags and they both cover the same disgusting mess inside it's just that when we're in maya which we all are that's why we're in this material world the smooth bag looks highly attractive whereas the wrinkled up bag doesn't look attractive at all But if we consider what's inside, we shouldn't be attracted. And even if, even if we consider what's outside, we also shouldn't be attracted. Because skin, in and of itself, is not attractive. Maybe you know that the Nazis in Germany, actually their concentration comes from them, the most famous ones are in Poland, so, Jews, homosexuals, and gypsies, they took to these camps, and they killed them in thousands. So, they had a lot of skin. So, they used to make wallets out of human skin. Anyone like a wallet made out of human skin? You like that? It sounds horrible, doesn't it? You have, you have wallet, or they make up some bag out of human skin. It's when you hear it, you want to vomit, isn't it? It sounds horrible. They, they skin the body of a human, just like you skin the, take off the carcass of a, of a cow when the cow is dead. But that same skin, which we, this is, this is a wallet. Oh, that's a nice wallet. What's it made from? Human skin. You don't want to touch it even. But that same skin, that may have appeared very attractive if it was the skin of a beautiful young woman. But when it's separated from the blood and bones and flesh, etc., that it covered, then it appears quite disgusting. So, we're just saying these things to examine what are we attracted to? When we're attracted, when a young woman is attracted to the body of a man or a or a man is attracted to the body of a woman. What is the attraction? The attraction is illusory. The jiva 
should be attracted to that which is eternal, full of bliss, and full of transcendental knowledge. But instead, we're so much fallen from the position of being attracted to Radha and Krishna's beautiful Ras Lila, that we are instead attracted to the beauty of this material world, which seems most attractive. It seems very attractive. It is compellingly attractive. The, the sex urge is, 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 is extremely strong, not only in human beings, but in all species. Even in, you see, someone was telling me that he was, has experience looking after cows. So sometimes the cow, when they're in heat, they want to they don't, they, they don't want at that time to breed, so they, they, they're telling me they kept the cow in a, in a, cor, in a corral, in some like, fenced in enclosure, very high, three times the height of the cow, so the cow can't get out, but the cow is desperate, it wants to, wants to get out to enjoy sex, and so amazingly the cow somehow or other jumps right out which the cow wouldn't normally do, but with that desperate desire that to enjoy, the cow acquires super-cow strength. Not superhuman, but super-cow, and jumps over. He acquires tremendous energy because so much desirous to fulfill that propensity. Whereas most animals they have this propensity for mating only at certain times. The human being has this propensity all the time, to greater or lesser degrees. And that propensity is uh, invoked and incited by hearing about or seeing sexually or hearing about uh, or reading sexually provocative subject matter or seeing persons engaged in sexual activities or seeing uh, recordings of that huge pornography business photographs and video clips of sexual activity or by seeing uh, a, a sexually attractive person in the modern age the fashion business has come up fashion means more or less it means how to dress in a way as to be sexually attractive. This is the definition of fashion. Of course, there may be fashion for work also. How to appear office fashion, dressing in suit so as to look business-like. But mostly the fashion is how to uh, emphasize the nature of the body or to 
reveals certain parts and not other parts. So you're left guessing about the other parts. There's some attraction is there to see some flesh and you're left guessing about the rest. And all the beauty parlor and makeup. I was just in America and all over America they have everywhere big shops for nails where women go in and they sit for, for like two hours to have their they have something put on their nail which is supposed to strengthen it and then they take it off and then they put some other design on it it's a big business nail is just something growing out but it's considered that you should make your nails very attractive and it's worth spending hours and money to have your nails polished not only painted but polished in different colors and then they'll put on this they'll put on one color do you like this I was asking because I was asking what do they do there so they put on some polish some nail varnish Say, do you like that color? And they say, oh, no, no, no. Okay, let's try another one. They have about, they have more than a hundred different shades. And in this way, they take great, this is called narcissism. Or self-indulgence in one's own body. So, highly narcissistic culture. In which everyone, there's so much concerned what do you look like? And therefore, the, the men have to go to the gym to work out, to make their body look very strong. Because if it's very strong, then it should be strong enough to satisfy the desires of lusty women. So practically the whole civilization especially in the modern age, actually in all ages, material life means it's based on the sex impulse. Because material life means enjoyment of the senses. And among all the methods of sex in, sensual enjoyment, that which is the most intense is sex enjoyment. So, especially in the modern age, as we become more materialistic, then there is more and more emphasis, directly and indirectly. And as we become more and more and more materialistic, more and more directly, there is emphasis on the sexual propensity, which means to imitate Krishna's Ras Lila. And we do this because we think that, that then we shall get pleasure from this. But actually, the actual pleasurable dance is that of Krishna, Ras Lila. And the result of, en of engaging in mundane sexual activities is that there is apparent pleasure, the pleasure of the rush of adrenaline, this is pleasure in the material world. This pleasure of the mode of passion, the rush of adrenaline, either from driving fast or taking intoxication, 
and particularly from sexual indulgence, there is a rush of adrenaline. But then afterwards, we find so many problems come. And there is no actual happiness in sexual enjoyment. You can ask, <laughs> those of you who are, for the sake of entering Krishna's Raslila, for the sake of aspiring for serving Krishna's Raslila, those of you who are very intelligently and very nobly considering the present situation of modern society, voluntarily desisting from sexual indulgence. You may be thinking, well, actually it's enjoyable, but anyway, I'll do so later when I get married. So, that's good. If we, if we, are, to, if we are to indulge in sex life, we should do, that also should be not for the sake of personal enjoyment, but dharmavi ruddho bhutishu kamosmi bharatashraba. That should be according to religious principles. That means, for religious principles means dharma, dharmavi that way, that sex life which is not contrary to dharma, that is Krishna, Krishna says. So dharma, the sexual union, according to dharma, is for producing dharma putra. One accepts dharma patni, or a properly wedded wife. What for? Putrarte kriyate bharya. For the sake of producing a son, dharmaputra. The first son is called dharmaputra. After that they are called kamaputra. They're produced for the sake of lust. So, one may be thinking that, yes, I, I shall not indulge now, later I shall indulge. But then, you can ask any friend of yours, who's similarly restraining his senses. This restraining of the senses is very good. Because by such restraint, one can attain the mercy of Krishna. By not indulging the senses, one can... Hmm, what is that in Bhagavad Gita? Vishayan Indrayaya Charan. How does that verse begin? Raga Dvesha Vimukta is true. Vishayan Indrayas Charan. Atma Vashya Vidhayatma Prasadam Adigachati. Prasade Sarvadukanam Hane Rasyo Prajayati. Prasanda Chetasahyashu Buddhya Paryavatishtate. One who is free from attachment and hatred, whose Sensual indulgence is under his his control. His, he 
can attain the mercy of the Lord, attaining which one becomes free from all miseries. Prasade sarvadukanam. And one actually becomes happy because one's intelligence is fixed on Krishna. So I'm saying, you, well, you can ask by restraining the senses in this way. And then later, in family life, one may think, that, well, I'll enjoy later. But you can ask, that is the enjoyment, sexual enjoyment, you can ask someone who's married like this, is it really so enjoyable? Maybe those first few days they'll say yes. After some time they'll say no. It's not what you... We think it will be so enjoyable. This is the nature of enjoyment in this material world. Sri Prahlad Maharaj speaks of material enjoyment as Shruti Sukh. It is heard of as enjoyable. It is advertised as enjoyable. But there is no actual... What we consider, we, we, we have a great expectations. I shall enjoy so much. But the actual experience is not very much at all. And even, even that, it's only flickering for a very short time. And then afterwards, all the problems come. Actually, even before the problems come. But sex life, either licit or especially illicit, is accompanied by much difficulty. In Thai, and yesterday I was in Thailand for all of six hours. But I gave a lecture. <laughs> so, in Thai language, it is said... Minun mi puying, which means if you have money, you have a girl. That means either you go to the prostitutes or if you have money, then the girls will be attracted. And as soon as you don't, as soon as you lose it all and you use even your credit rating, then you don't have any girlfriends anymore. That's what I was saying. The young boys, they see the beauty of a girl. And the young girls, they see if he has a nice body, but they also look to see, has he got money? They're more intelligent in the matter of enjoyment. That's why woman is called stri. Stri, the same root as vista. They increase. They want to see if you've got money. If you've got money, then, then you can enjoy in more ways. Not just the sexual life, but then you can buy nice clothes and perfumes and go to the best restaurants. So they increase the enjoyment. You see any brahmachari, he travels here and there with one small bag. Many years ago, I, one of my godbrothers, I knew as a very simple brahmachari, then I saw him carrying two big suitcases. He used to travel with one small bag. He said... I saw him carrying two big suitcases, heavy suitcases. I asked, what happened? He said, I got married. <laughs> That's what happens. Increase. Ato griha kshetra sutab devitaya. One may think, 
I'm going to accept this wife as Dharma Patni. But along with Dharmic Vivaha, so many gifts are given at the time of marriage, isn't it? Mixi, a Bajaj, or a, or a Maruti, or a Mercedes, depending on where you're coming from, which economic background, blankets, bed sheets, cutlery, tables and chairs for eating at because we're Paka Sahibs and we don't sit eating on the floor. We only have a tiny little apartment which costs 20 crore and we fill it up, we fill up half the space with the tables and chairs because we're not so low class that we sit on the floor and save space. And then the huge TV. Do you have this in India? I just, I was just in America. It's interesting. They have TVs. You look at, you go in a room, and one whole wall, it looks like a cinema screen. Now, what's that? That's the TV. It's it's huge. The whole wall is taken up by the TV. They have that in India yet? Wall to wall screens? Huh? Home theater. Yeah, and then they have surround sound and so all these are gifts at the wedding. So because these are the trappings of sex life. Home sweet home. We shall have a little nest. But in the nest there's so many things required for enjoyment. Home sweet home, Prabhupada was discussing. They're working so hard, traveling on the train two hours. So many people, they go from Pune to Bombay, isn't it daily? Daily. Four hours up, four hours down. Playing cards on the way up and playing cards on the way back. And working so hard just so they can come and sleep and have a little sex life in their home sweet home. And what's the use? That's Divechatehyarajan Kutumba what is it? Kutumba Bharanenava. Nidriyahriyate naktam vyavayena chavavayaha. Divacharthehyarajan kutumba bharanenava. Night is spent, the night of griheshu grihamedinam, attached householders. The daytime is spent in working hard to maintain the home sweet home. And the home sweet home thieves Swajanakyadasyu. And at night in sleeping and sense indulgence. And working hard to maintain it. That's described. Swajanakyadasyu. In the name of being our Swajan, our relatives, they're actually thieves. Just the same as thieves. Because you work very hard and they take all the money. You work very, if you work very hard and then you bring home your Money, and in the, on the way, someone mugs you and takes all your money. You feel, oh, all my, oh, I worked hard all week, and they took all the money by force. 
But you go home and the wife says, give me the money. You say, yes! <laughs> so it's the same thing. But the wife serves some purpose because she is the center of material enjoyment. Or for the wife, the husband, her material enjoyment. They come together for material enjoyment. So this is the materialistic householder life, which is the perverted reflection of Krishna's rasa dance. Particularly during this Navaratri, which is supposed to be a religious festival, they have converted the Garba dance, famous in Gujarat especially, which is meant to be for the pleasure of Devi. But now they're thinking that, well, after all, Devi, she is the overseeing deity of the material world, which is meant for material enjoyment. So, taking Devi's blessings, we shall dance with some representatives of Maya Devi. And in this way, we shall enjoy Garba dance with disco music. Is this what's going on here also? In the weeks following Garba dance, the abortion clinics are very busy with Garba part. It's not funny. Not in the slightest bit funny. There's their, their business. It's, the, it's just like every business has its season. It's never off season for abortions, but the, the high season is like that. Around two months after. Because they're inciting their lusty propensities. But the result is ghastly. The result of serving Radha and Krishna in Ras Lila is Ananda Chinmaya Rasa. You can all understand these words. Ananda. That word, do we understand it? Well, we can only really understand Ananda if we understand that Ananda is Chinmay. And we're not referring to that rascal so-called Swami who's mercifully made his Yamlok Yatra by now. He was another womanizer. In the name of being a Swami. So, Chinmay means of the spiritual nature. This material world, Ananda, is Asat. It is unwholesome. This causing sexual union, causing pregnancy, or even not causing pregnancy, if it is not within marriage, it is simply, you go to the Garbha dance, you enjoy, you think this is very enjoyable, 
and everyone puts on plenty of uh, perfume before they go. Otherwise, from the dancing, you stink. The body stinks. So put on plenty of perfume, dance, and then indulge in sex life, and then more stink. And the result is, you all go to hell. Actually. It's very serious. Illicit sex is very bad. It seems very enjoyable. But it totally pollutes the consciousness. And it is sinful. Therefore, the result is going to hell. So one should dress Radha and Krishna. Don't be too much concerned how we are to dress nicely. We are to use perfumes. Maybe for preaching purpose, we have, if we are to mix with the so-called elites, as they call them in India, for those who may listen to, for those from the English-speaking world who don't know what that means, who, who may listen to this lecture afterwards. That means the elite. In India they're called the elites. So, those who dress very nicely and respectably, if a sadhu comes as a traditional sadhu with uncombed hair, not cut or shaved, all jota, matted hair, and rough clothes, then they won't give him entrance. So for preaching among such people, a sadhu may dress nicely. But we should not be concerned with overly nice dressing. If one is unfortunately entangled in materialistic society and feels he has to go and do some job or go to some school to get some degree so he can do some job, so he can get some money, so he can get a wife, so he can be entangled in material life, then according to the convention, one may dress in what is considered a respectable manner. However, this dressing so much nicely, thinking, how do I look? Standing in front of a mirror and looking at yourself from all different angles and what will they think of me? Is it good looking enough? And going to the gym to get more healthy because you're a nine stone weakling or you're overweight and you have to have the, the muscly look or going to the beauty part, all these things. This is not for devotees. Devotees are not concerned with the beauty of the body, the so-called beauty, decorating the skin. But the devotees, they become free from this propensity to indulge in their own disastrous Ras Lila by decorating Krishna very nicely, bring nice flowers for Krishna, dress Krishna very nicely, Offer nice sense to Krishna. Everything nice for Krishna. And hear about Krishna. Not only his Raslila, we should hear 
about all the different incarnations and we can also hear about the Raslila as Prabhupada has described it. So in this way, not hearing from cheetahs, hear from Prabhupada who describes, gives us the process by which we can enter. Offer everything nice to Krishna. And we can take the prasad. Tvayopabhukta shragandha vasalankara charchitaha uchishta bhojano dasas tava maya jayemahi Sri Uddhava, who is the most dear devotee of Krishna outside Vrindavan, who is sent by Krishna to Vrindavan to learn what is the devotion of the Vrajvasis. Sri Uddhava, he tells Krishna that, my dear Lord, by decorating ourselves with the garlands, scent, dress, and ornaments offered to you by taking the foods, the remnants of food which are enjoyed by you, we shall conquer over your maya. So devotee can accept these things, especially householders are meant for accepting all the very nice householder devotees, they may accept all the nice items offered to Krishna. So if you like to use some, if householder devotees like to use some scent, they can do so, offer nice scent to Krishna and use the remnants. You like to wear nice clothes, well, householders who are in moving among what is considered respectable society, they may also wear some nice clothes, but offer that clothes to Krishna first. And I may say, well, my body is a different size to that of the deity. Doesn't matter. Doesn't mean that we have to exactly dress Krishna, but we can offer that my dear Lord, I am going to wear this clothing. I am your servant. I'm going to wear this clothing while pursuing my service to you. So I'm offering it at your lotus feet. And then like this. Even brahmacharis, sannyasis, whatever cloth they are to wear, they may offer at the lotus feet of, for brahmacharis and sannyasis, Maybe more fitting, they offer to Sri Sri Gornitai whatever cloth we are to wear, not socks, not copins, but because, but we should offer the cloth to Krishna. And in this way, everything should be offered to Krishna. And in this way, we can conquer over your Maya, Uddhava says. If we try to enjoy ourselves dancing, then we shall be entangled in bodily consciousness. Dancing is very much enjoyed by materialists, dancing with members of the opposite sex, because in this way, the bodily parts are highlighted and it excites within them the abominable propensity to enjoy each other's bodies. So devotees dance 
but their dancing is following in the footsteps of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who in his Rasalila as Radha and Krishna dances in the Rasastali or the Rasamandal of Vrindavan Dham. And as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, remembering those pastimes, he dances in ecstasy in the house of Srivas Pandit, which is non-different from the Rasastali of Vrindavan. So devotees, they sing and dance in service to the Ras Lila, as a service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is always uh, remembering the Ras Lila of Krishna, who, whose dancing is eternal and whose dancing is the even more blissful, even greater manifestation of bliss, the dancing of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Dancing is for those who are happy. On the mundane platform, when we are happy, we dance. Usually in this material world, if one is to dance, there is some special occasion, or one becomes intoxicated, and then one dances. So that is the dance of Maya. That is the dance for going to hell. But Krishna's Raslila dancing, that is the ultimate expression of the unlimited happiness that Krishna enjoys in accepting the selfless service mood of his topmost devotees and the gopis who are those topmost devotees, they also dance in the ecstasy of being with Krishna and they dance to give pleasure to Krishna who enjoys dancing Ananda Chinmaya Rasa the transcendental pleasure dance the transcendental wonderful expressions that are evoked in that transcendental pleasure dance so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he is dancing in remembrance of that Ras Lila and his dancing as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is even more pleasurable than the dance of the Ras Lila and he asks the whole world invites the whole world to come and join this dance so let us dance in the temple of Radha Kunjabihari who are ever engaged in their transcendental dance of love and we shall dance. The dancing is for their pleasure. This we have to understand. Even Kirtan, undoubtedly that is pleasurable, no? Is it not enjoyable to chant Hare Krishna? We say chant Hare Krishna and be happy. There is no actual other pleasure than chanting Hare Krishna. Therefore devotees dance. If we don't dance in Kirtan, then we'll dance to the tune of Maya. So dance in kirtan. But that dancing we should understand the kirtan and the pleasure of kirtan and the pleasure of dancing that is for Krishna's pleasure. So please, when you're dancing in kirtan, don't show your back to Radha and Krishna. In the temple room, 
Sometimes we like to dance in circles, but that should not be with the back to, the, to Krishna. Then we are forgetting who this dancing is for, and it becomes some kind of pleasure for ourselves. So, we should remember, Hare Krishna, please engage me in your service. And in the meantime, we turn our back on Krishna. So, what does it mean? We want to serve him or not? We're serving, we're dancing for his pleasure or for our pleasure. So, this is important point to be borne in mind. That we're dancing, we always remember, in the temple room, we're, we're chanting Hare Krishna, we're dancing for the pleasure of Radha Kunjabi Hari. So remember that and remember them. It's not that our kirtan becomes so, we became so ecstatic that we forgot about Krishna. But the, the, then it's not ecstasy. The, we have to remember that this is for Krishna, for Krishna's pleasure. So let us dance for the pleasure of Krishna. Our whole life is meant only for serving Krishna. With this understand, we, uh, with this understanding, we can be prepared to enter the Ras Leela of Krishna instead of preparing ourselves for entering another womb. And especially those who cause abortion. Either the male or the female or the doctor or the parents who advise it, they all are preparing themselves to enter a womb and themselves be aborted. This is the consequence of trying to imitate Krishna by engaging in what we think is our own Ras Lila. Ras Lila is only performed by Krishna. He is the only male. He is the only enjoyer. When we try to take the position of enjoyer, then we simply have to suffer. So please be very careful. This mundane sexual attraction is highly compelling. And it seems natural that young boys and young girls will mix and laugh and joke. But later comes the abortion. And there's no laughing and joking when we ourselves have to enter the womb and again be aborted. It's very serious and horrible. So please be very careful. Understand, Ekale Ishwara Krishna are Sabhritta. Krishna is the only controller. He is the only enjoyer. We are only meant to serve Him. Ras Lila even, sometimes they call, they have big meeting, Bhagavad Kata, in which they discuss Ras Lila. That is perverted, because the people are coming to hear for their own enjoyment. If they actually heard, first of all, they are not qualified to hear Ras Lila, but if they actually heard Ras Lila, then their life should change. But they go on. Even at the Bhagavad Katas, they have special Mufta Chai Seva for all the participants. Free tea. 
So after listening to, or even in the middle, you can get up and have free tea. Isn't that nice? You can listen and at the same time have tea. Special chai ka bandabas, sab ke liye. But uh, if one's actually attracted to Ras Leela, then he's, he should have gone far beyond the stage of being attracted to that murky brown liquid. So our Krishna conscious movement, we're not actually preaching. Give up meat, fish, eggs, tea, coffee, all these things. We're preaching, enter Ras Lila. But we don't tell about Ras Lila in the beginning. Because people will misunderstand. But giving up tea and coffee and all these things, that is not the purpose of our preaching. That is a prerequisite to make advancement in spiritual life. But simply giving up tea and coffee, that in itself... One cannot become spiritually advanced simply by giving up tea and coffee. But if one is to become spiritually advanced, then some basic rules need to be followed. But it's not that our preaching is simply, just like sometimes you see some stickers, chant Hare Krishna and be vegetarian. That is not our preaching, be vegetarian. Our preaching is chant Hare Krishna. If you chant Hare Krishna, then you'll be vegetarian. You may say there are so many people chanting Hare Krishna. They're not vegetarian. They're not chanting Hare Krishna. They may seem to be, but that's not actual chanting. Because if one is actually chanting, then he won't be a vegetarian, even normal vegetarian, but he will stick to the vow of only taking Krishna Prasad. Because if one is actually chanting Hare Krishna, then everything one does is only for the pleasure of Krishna. Therefore, a devotee only takes Krishna Prasad. A devotee is not a a vegetarian by the normal definition. So this attitude of doing everything for Krishna's pleasure, when this becomes mature, then one can be invited to join Ras Lila by invitation only. No gate crashes. One can only enter if one is invited and one will only be invited if one has uh, developed the mature service attitude to Radha and Krishna that everything is meant for your enjoyment only. So let us try to understand this These are very grave points. Very joyful, very wonderful how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to bring us to Ras Lila but at the same time must be approached with great gravity. It's not such a cheap and easy thing that we shall discuss it a little and automatically enter. But we have to become free from all desires for sensual enjoyment. Then only we shall become eligible. Not not only, but we also have to develop our love for Krishna expressed as desire to enjoy Him. But the two things don't go together. 
Kaam, desire for bodily pleasure, and Prem, desire to satisfy Krishna. The two do not go together. So we shall have to become free from material enjoyment and fully desirous to please Radha and Krishna. Then we may be eligible to enter Raslila, to be invited to Raslila. Hare Krishna, I'll finish there. If there are any questions, you can ask them, but first of all, please chant Hare Krishna Kirtan for five minutes and I'll come back. So as it's Hare Krishna, as it's getting a little late, I'll just take one or two questions. I'm supposed to be here tomorrow also, so there'll be more time for questions if you like to come tomorrow. I'll just take one or two questions. Hare Krishna, if anyone has any questions, please raise your hands. Everyone's fully convinced. That's good. It's good to see so many young men here and not out in so-called enjoying. Hmm. <laughs> All right, all right, no questions, then what's next? Chant Hare Krishna and be happy. Maharaj, he has a question. Mm, all right. Uh, Maharaj, uh, thanks uh, for enlightening uh, in such a beautiful way about the Raslila. Uh, but uh, literature and uh, very deep uh, into human relationships or you mean psychological relationships. You mean they have a girlfriend? Is that what you're talking about? Not like that. Some poet or some uh, writer or something like that. Who knows into uh, the psychology of men or human beings in general. So how do you convince them that this Ras Leela doesn't have uh, any uh, tinge of sex life? Or there is no... Because uh, what I have seen is... Generally they won't be convinced. Because they're on the mundane platform. But you can say, well if they... If you say, well you believe Ras Leela... If they're going to talk about Raslila, that means you believe it took place. And if you believe it took place, well, how do you... That's described in Shastra. So Shastra describes that Krishna is wholly transcendental. Without his... Atmarama, Aptakama. He has no... He's fully satisfied in himself. He has no... All his desires are fulfilled. So if you accept... Ras Lila, then you should accept also what Vyasa, how Vyasadeva describes it. You should also accept that Krishna is the source of all the universes. He's, he's not... All the, everything comes from Him. He's not interested in enjoying ordinary mundane village girls. So, if you accept, then... That Krishna is there and he's having Ras Leela. If you're, if you're talking of Ras Leela, then you should accept all the description. But mostly people are into mundane psychology. They're a long way from Krishna consciousness. Very materialistic and mundane. For them, you give them Bhagavad Gita as it is. You're not the body. You're not the mind. You're a soul. 
Generally in our preaching we don't discuss so much about Ras Leela. That's a high topic. Tell this is this is not for the beginners. They may think, well, I understand, but it's only exter- it's only external understanding. Just like we can talk among ourselves, E equals mc squared. What does that mean? Energy equals mass times huh? Mass times velo- mass times velocity. Is it squared? Something like that. So we can say that, but does that mean that we understand relativity relativity theory? Maybe we do, but mostly we can just say that, but we don't really know what it means. We can maybe make a bluff a bit of, you know, read one or two popular science books and make a bluff that we understand it. But that doesn't mean we... If we met with an actual atomic or physicist in relativity theory, PhD, then we'd soon be exposed that we don't know. But the thing is, it's just like if you read popular science books. Who reads popular science books? You've probably all read things like A Brief History of Time is the most popular one. So if you read books like that, then you, you might start to think, well, I really know something about it. But that doesn't qualify you to talk with a real scientist who's gone into these subjects deeply. It's only a very external understanding. So someone might read, or they might, from Amar Chitra Katar or TV Krishna series or something like this, or some street corner Bhagavat Kataka, they might think, oh, now I know Rasalila. I understand. Now I'm qualified to speak on it. But it's, it's not such a cheap or easy thing that you can understand by reading cartoon books about it. That, first of all, we should impress on others. Spiritual knowledge begins with Bhagavad Gita. We are not the body. We are eternal soul. So if you want to discuss this, we'll be very happy to discuss it with you. But first, you have to study Bhagavad, all of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, chant Hare Krishna, go through the preliminaries. Then we'll discuss. Otherwise, it's just like, why should an, an actual scientist who has some understanding of these points discuss with a, you know, some kid who's read a brief history of time and thinks he, now he's qualified to discuss Big Bang Theory or something like this. What should it, can, it, can it be <coughs> One question here. There's a question here. Please give the mic. Oh, all right. Another question. All right. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Uh, Maharaj, I'd like to ask one question that, um, like, uh, abortion is completely wrong. Could you wrong. speak into the mic? The sound's not coming very clear. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Yeah, all right. All right. Um, like, uh, 
in the case of uh, something like you know we were talking about the abortion some people some people took tablets or something to avoid the pregnancy yeah, and some true. people do the operations or like that it's is it sin- equal to abortion it's like all that? sinful it's all sinful it's all sinful equal or not it's all sinful not recommended not, not at all recommended All right, I'm not going to take any more questions because it is getting late. So, can I have kirtan? I just like to tell Oh, Ras Lila, that's described in Krishna book. Who has Krishna book in their home? Who doesn't have? Who doesn't have and wants to have? No hand should go down. So we have a special offer here tonight. You can get Krishna book. It's available here. You can get it very cheap. We're only charging 18,000 rupees for one Krishna book. <laughs> That's very cheap. Because it's 18,000 rupees isn't enough to pay for one sentence in Krishna book. 18 billion crores isn't enough to pay for one sentence. What's the what how much are you selling it for Krishna book? 140 crores. 140 rupees. Oh, that's very cheap. So special offer tonight. It's more valuable than all the rupees of the ambani's put together millions of times over so those who don't have you can come and take i've also written a few books can someone just should bring one set and i'll show them so 